On this week's Patriot Nation podcast, it is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to all you lovebirds out there. And uh, this week, Spags and I are alone on the uh, on the chat today, and we are talking about tight ends, obviously a position of need. Uh, so we're breaking down six different tight ends for you, and so stick around. It's a heck of a conversation, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Pass. Wilson, quick throw. And it's it. intercepted. It's intercepted. 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 Bags. So we are back. And as I said, it is Valentine's Day. Obviously, you have your uh, your steady girl over there. You guys got any plans? Uh, any plans tonight? Yeah, fourth one, if you can believe it. I'm getting old, man. Jeez. Uh, yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're headed out to dinner. And, uh, you know, uh, Cheesecake Factory is our spot. So we're going to head over nice. there, Burlington Mall. Um, so yeah, it should be a good time. You know, it's, it's one of those holidays that the guys might think like, ah, eh, whatever, it's another day, but obviously it's pretty special to the women. So you got to do what you got to do. And you know, yep. what, what do you got going sure. on? You're, you're probably on how, how many Valentine's day is this for you? Oh man. Uh, no, no, it's been, no, she's not, she's not, don't worry. So, <laughs> uh, well, this is 17. Number seventeen for a no, I can't wow. be right. Now it's like no, 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 that's wrong, that's wrong. We started dating in '04, so fifteen, because we wow. started dating in, now, in the summer. Like of I said, 04, now so. it's now it's the kids. You get them a box. Of now it's just yeah. Now yeah, it's like we'll we'll watch a Netflix movie. Matter of fact, my dad. Yeah. Shout out to my dad is retiring today. Today's his last day. Well, he's not wow. even at work because he's uh, he had six weeks vacations. So we took his vacations. So he hasn't been at work for six weeks anyways. But today is his official retirement day. So. Uh, we're going to do a little, get the babysitter Saturday night and, uh, and go out with, uh, with That's my parents awesome. and my sister and her husband. So yeah, it'd be and nice. We, yeah. uh, I'm, we, me and Miranda, you know, back on this, we actually met him at the hall this summer. He took us around yep. and he was great, man. He's a great guy and that's awesome. Good for him. And yeah. And yeah, he's uh, congratulations. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, cool. I will. I, I definitely will. I definitely will. And listen, I just, just some advice to you people out there. And, and I know, listen, you know, when you've been through 15 of these, uh, like, you know, like I have, it's, <laughs> it's not, it, you know, it's one of those things to me where it's not as important, right? You're not doing capital grill. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Like it's more about spending time, but one piece of advice I'll give you, and it's not necessarily related to Valentine's day, but one piece of advice I'll give you. Okay. You go out with some friends, or if you, you know, you do something like that with, with your, with your lady or with your man, whoever, you know, whoever it is that, you, that you're with, you go out with some friends, you kind of hang out. And then on the way home, instead of driving right home, you say, Hey, let's just go to the place down. The, let's just go to the place down the road. And it doesn't matter. You know, small little place, no big deal. Let's just sit and talk, hang out for a little while. Nothing big. No, you know, we're not, we're not getting wasted or anything like that, but let's just hang out and talk for a little while. Especially if you get little ones at home, you get the babysitter at home. You're like, ah, oh, they can wait another half an hour. Like no big deal. We'll go and just hang out. And, and I think that sometimes we lose track of, of the time. 
and I think that you know time spent is more important than than where we spend it and and money spent. I would say, and so uh, so that's just my advice to you. Now, look, is that going to happen tonight? No, probably not, because you have your own date tonight. But you know, just some random random night in March or whatever or whenever, you know, just say hey. It's just, you know, we've, we've gone out with, we're going to have a good night with friends and whatnot. And on the way home, just surprise them and say, Hey, let's, let's just stop off and, and just hang for a little while. And, uh, they'll, they'll appreciate that. It's a good little, yeah, that's a good little trick. That's great. Know? I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> we're not a, uh, we're not a, um, you know, a mental, you know, we're no, not going to yeah, coach you but... through everything here, but <laughs> uh hockey guy spags usually comes out around this time of year when there's no football and I get to watch my Bruins obviously with the hockey background and, Pat, yep. I don't know if you saw Jay Bo Meester on the bench of the St. Louis Blues the other night. Um, actually, no. had a heart attack during the game. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe you didn't see it. Yeah, he had a heart attack on the bench during the game. Uh, thank God they had a defibrillator there. They were able to, um, you know, get him back and moving. He was alert and, and, and engaging on the way to the hospital. And he's doing well. He's he's you know I mean yeah. he probably won't play. He's an older guy. He's a he's a legend. He's yeah. thirty seven. He's been playing in the league for. 19, 18 years, something like that. Just won his first Stanley Cup last year for the Blues, obviously. Crazy. And just yep. one of those world-class guys in the league. And, um, you know, like you said, just to kind of tie it all together, it's one of those things that stuff happens so fast. And, you know, life, right. life's, life's so fragile. And, you know, see stuff like that, especially to athletes. And obviously we're weeks away from weeks um, from the Kobe incident. It's just, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So appreciate your loved ones and let's get into some football. Let's That's go. right. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll get into some football. Uh we're gonna we're doing tight ends today, as I said at the at the uh, at the top of the uh the top of the show. And look, you know, tight ends here, it's obviously a position of need for the Patriots, clearly. And I think that that's something that you know, was addressed last year. Obviously, you see Jacob Hollister having some success in Seattle. And, you know, the Patriots tried for a long time here. And, and you know, we're not going to rehash the whole Jacob Hollister thing, but they gave him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And and he just couldn't stay healthy. And the Patriots liked him and they wanted him, but it it just didn't work. And they ended up trading, ended up trading him to Seattle for like a seventh round draft pick. Seattle cuts him. He ends up on the practice squad. And then, you know, one thing happens, you know, one guy gets hurt, this guy gets hurt, he ends up on the team and, and he ends up doing well. And so it's just like, yes, as as it was happening, you looked at it last year and you're like, man, I wish the Patriots had that guy still. But like they gave him every shot they possibly could. Yeah. And everyone else in the league had a chance at him and, and no one took a shot on him. And it's like Seattle just lucked out and, and he turned out to be decent. You know, it's just. Yeah. It and they, I mean, he fell into a, a great situation there. I think he fits that offense the way they, they yes. use their tight ends and. I mean, you saw Jimmy Graham didn't have any success there, and I know he was kind of washed up when he got there, but he was at least, you know, much he was he was much better in Green Bay this year than he had there. So I think you know that undersized kind of receiver first tight end worked more, especially with Wilson being able to create yeah. uh, kind right. of by himself. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he just didn't fit the New England mold, and and I mean, kind of segueing into the tight end talk, Matt Miller today of Bleach Report rep- reported that. Uh, the feel around the league is that Tom Brady will return. Uh, Bill Belichick knows that, you know, he can't win with any available quarterbacks out there and that they're going to get right. him some help. And A.J. Green and Hunter Henry are, are are kind of the names swirling inside the organization. Now, is that a valid source? Who knows? Uh, he's right. got like 300,000 followers. He's a big draft guy. He, he's he's a credible, you know, football reporter, draft guy. Is is he Does he have ties to New England? Who knows? But right. I mean, at least that was some good Brady news after the last couple weeks. And I guess tying it in, I think that's kind of the plan here. And I think the Patriots should go is sign one of those guys. There's some good ones out there. Obviously, Austin Hooper is going to cost yep. a lot with his age. 
Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. 25 years Henry, old, screaming yeah. New England. Uh, injury prone is has kind of just hasn't lived up to his expectations when he's healthy. He's great, but he has, he's been hurt. You know, if you can kind of bring him in on a team friendly deal, kind of a prove it deal, uh, you know, one, two years, pretty cheap. And then, and then draft right. one of these guys and, and develop them and, and kind of ease their way into the system and have your tight end of the future. That is perfect. I think that's the route that they'll uh, eventually go. I think you I know, last year they, they knew how valuable that position was, especially to Tom Brady in this offense. So if they can get a, you know, sign like a Hunter Henry or someone out there, Eric Ebron for relatively cheap and then draft a guy who we're obviously going to get into. Uh, I yeah. think that's the best plan. I think ultimately that's where they'll go. So Pat, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you start it off with our, uh, with right. our draft profile here. Some targets. I know we get some good guys here. It's a pretty deep class. All right. I'm going to start off with a small school guy, uh, Adam Trotman from Dayton, 6'5", 250. Kid's a monster. Fast as hell. Uh, you know, he's, he actually plays the ball pretty well. Uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't shy away from contact, which is good. Went to college as a quarterback, as a matter of fact, and then made the transition to tight end. So he's got a lot to learn from the tight end position. But that's a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, it's like it's not he's not maxed out on his potential yet. Two issues with him. Number one, he's not a great blocker. So you're not going to be asking him to do a ton of blocking. Um, and the other the other real issue is that he played at Dayton. Okay. He played at Dayton. Dayton's schedule. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me roll down Dayton's schedule for you. Okay. They played at Indiana State at Robert Morse versus Duquesne versus Jacksonville. That's not the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's Jacksonville University. Valpo, Stetson. San Diego, Moorhead State, Marist, Drake, and Butler. Okay, so it's a huge jump from those teams who probably zero of the guys in that league is going to be playing in the NFL somewhere. So that's a huge jump for him from there to the NFL. He's got a basketball background, though, really high points the ball well, and he can fly. And so there's definitely some potential there. The question is, will some of this, you know, pre-draft hype with the combine and everything else, will that raise his stock too high for the Patriots to be able to take a shot at him? I think, you know, fourth, fifth round, this would be a great pick for the Patriots because, you know, I know people are kind of high on him, but it's like, it's Dayton. It's it's difficult to make that, you know, to make that leap. Um, but, you know, I, I like the kid. Yeah, big target, big body. I haven't got a chance to look at him. I know uh, Taylor and Evan, I mean, supposedly – you know, he's a big body that does block well. He wasn't given a lot of a, a lot of chance to. I, I, I think there's not a lot on his tape for it. I like I said, I haven't got into it, so I can't comment on right. it. But he fits that mold of that big type of tight end. And then, like you said, in the later rounds, someone I want to get into and kind of flip in the script here to a potential first round target. Uh, he's got like a second round grade right now. Um but, you know, with obviously no second round pick as of right now, obviously they could trade out and get a couple, uh, you know, a yeah. bunch of picks. You know, I want to talk about Cole Kmet, um out of Notre Dame. He is a beast, kind of fits that New England mold, 6'5, 240. He was a dual sport right. athlete. Baseball his freshman year was a pitcher. Um, you know, he's, a, like I said, an attractable target for New England, kind of fits that mold. An above average blocker, big, big target in the passing game. Um, was, you know, the ability to high point the ball, great in traffic, heavy, you know, strong hands, uh, you know, pulled in some good yards. He was like the fourth option there in that offense, uh, 43 passes for 515 yards and six touchdowns in, in just 10 games. Um, you know, he's versatile in the passing game lined up everywhere for Notre Dame. Uh, like I said, you know, an above average blocker and good route runner is a big, reliable target. 
Uh, the only thing, you know, on him is, is the lack of action. Um, you know, just 23 right. games in his career, banged up a little bit. Um, but I mean, he's got a first, second round grade. He obviously showed enough to, to, you know, the committee that to get that to that grade. And I think ultimately that's why he came out a little bit early. Um, but like I said, that, that's the type of guy, I mean, not a lot of college action, maybe a little bit of a reach. Does that ring a bell? Rob Gronkowski, uh, kind of a similar build there, but Hey, he's a big guy who can block and and, and catch the ball in space. This is a guy that, uh, I think would really thrive here. Like I said, as a kind of mold him in, he's not going to come in and, and, and be, you know, the, the savior to the position, but can definitely be that tight end too, and definitely ease him into, to the system. Yeah, no, I, I think Cole, you know, is a decent, uh, decent prospect. I will say, I think it was Taylor said that uh, he reminds him a lot of Troy Nicholas. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, no, Uh-oh. if that's the case, then get me stay the hell away from Cole. Yeah. If that's the case. But oh, I mean, you know, of course, who knows? No, no two guys yeah. are the same. I'm not a big uh, comp but, guy for that reason, but I, I, can, yeah. I can see, you know, like obviously with someone that's just a spinning image. It's obvious, but like there's right, just so right. much that can go into it and everything. Yeah. You know? And that's really the, the athleticism for me is, is the, is the question mark. Right. And so we'll see, you know, I, I think that um, the upper end, you know, athleticism, but I think he's a good target, big guy. And like you said, a, a pretty good blocker. So uh, another guy, I guess we'll, we'll switch back to me. Uh, another small school guy for me, Harrison Bryant. He's from FAU. That's Florida Atlantic university. Another guy, 6'5", 240, so he's a little bit smaller. I mean, obviously tall, but a little bit leaner. Um, however, he is a small school guy, but they did play the Ohio State University in week one. He finished with six catches for 79 yards and also had a ridiculous uh, sideline catch, like, oh, you know, over a safety, reaching over him and making a great catch. Um, again, another guy, really not an inline blocker guy, um, you know, played outside a decent amount. Uh, played a little bit on the wing, played a little bit in motion, but really, really wasn't like an inline blocker guy. Um, but, you know, does have some pretty good athleticism, athleticism and deck can definitely push the defense vertically. Again, I think a more of a later round guy, um, but honestly, and everyone's kind of, and you took some, you know, and we'll talk, we'll talk about some of the guys that you have too, um, you know, maybe earlier. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that I look at it and just say, you know, that might be where they're headed is like a fifth, sixth round guy, uh, that can come in and compete, especially if they bring in someone like Hunter Henry. Yeah. I mean, that, that's right. I mean, if you go out and spend, you know, not big money, but you get a top target, um, top free agent target at the position, that's definitely a question mark. Do they go high on the draft? Probably not, which is, you know, kind of into my next point here that this, this guy is, I wanted to say him best for last, but. Uh, I, I can't stop talking about him for me um, that he'd come in and be a fan favorite right away. You know where I'm going with it. Thad Moss. I mean, do it. Randy's kid, um, <laughs> six, three, two, 40 didn't drop one pass 47 first 47 oh, uh, or caught 47 passes, zero drops. Uh, he is great at the line of scrimmage. He's a true bruiser uh, blocks very well, very good at the line of scrimmage, good inline blocker. Despite being undersized position, six, three, two, 40, uh, that's a little undersized for for tight ends. A uh, little bit of a limited route tree, but for the most part, he's got unbelievable hands. Uh, yeah. Great uh, rack type of guy. Um, it was huge to Joe Burrow in that LSU dominant mm-hmm. offense. Uh, he's a, you know a possession receiver, helps move the sticks, kind of an underneath type target. Huge catch radius, and is definitely a three down yeah. type of tight end when he's all. Uh, he's a little yeah. bit of he's a little raw now, um, but I mean this is a guy that. 
it's like one of those things, Pat, that's like, we want it to happen. It, it makes so, bad. so much sense. It makes so much sense, but it's not going to happen. I mean, no. I'm, no. you know what I mean? Just because like, everyone expects it, but they're going to pass on. I really like think, times. and obviously the hype is huge because he's Randy's son, right? But yeah. I really think with the type of player he is that he really would fit here. And, and, and he, he, He'd be great. He'd be great. I mean, he he blocks so well. He's a you know a reliable target. He made some unbelievable that catch first Alabama on the sidelines. Yeah. With, I mean, granted it was one foot in, but that's the rule. I mean, it was unbelievable. Right. Right. Caught a beautiful touchdown in the national championship game. This is the type of guy that just screams New England and would fit so well here. But he'll probably go to like the Raiders in the fourth round yep. and yep. all that You're crap. Right. But and that's, I, I'm gonna that's I'm gonna thing, wish man. it into existence forever. Oh, I want him wearing 81 next year, man. I want oh, it so please. bad. It's like so, but you know, it's you're right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it makes so much sense. But then again, you know, who was the kid for Braxton Berrios? Everyone was like, the Patriots gonna draft him. The Patriots gonna, and we're like, this is never gonna happen. And they drafted him. Now, of course, he ended up not really working out here. But you know, Moss is the type of guy that fits really well, and and I I, I like him a lot because of the blocking. And yes, the athleticism is great. Because he is a pretty athletic guy, and obviously has great hands, but the blocking compounded with that is really well is really good too. So uh, he's I'm popping gonna, I'm Derek f- Brown off the line, chip block, like that that's the thing, man. Pick. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's that's the thing is that he's you know he he's no slouch when it comes to blocking. So uh, he Absolutely he's blocking those not. legit guys too. So all right, so the, uh, I'm gonna we'll switch back over to me. And my guy is uh, not. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say the opposite of Thad Moss, but Jacob Breland from uh, Oregon, six five two fifty. Another guy. Um, he has position flexibility. Played all over the field. He played a little bit of inline. He played uh, a lot, a ton of wing. Uh, he played uh, split out wide. He was in motion a ton. He was like a lead blocker, almost like a fullback on a lot of running plays. And so uh, he did a lot. He was actually their number, their leading wide receiver, Oregon's leading wide receiver through six games, and then uh, hurt his hurt his leg and and had a season-ending injury. So, obviously, some injury concerns. He is, uh, or he was at least before he got hurt, uh, very athletic. Um, you know, a super athletic guy who had some who had some good speed. And again. He's not a great inline blocker, but he's a good like positional blocker. So if you you know you send him through the hole and he's blocking a, a safety or he's blocking you know maybe a linebacker that's not man to man kind of in space, he does pretty well with that. So um, I like him again. Injury concern. Uh, we'll see if he's going to run at the combine or not. I'm not 100 sure if he's you know if he's cleared for um, you know to do any of that stuff. But again, a, a later round guy who. Could fit a bill, again, not a blocking guy, but could fit a bill of giving them some athleticism in the passing game. Kind, It's funny because watching him reminded me of watching Jacob Hollister in Seattle this year. Um, and so, uh, you know, could be an interesting guy to uh, to bring in this year. Obviously played with Justin Herbert last year and and was Herbert's favorite target. Obviously, like I said, through six games, he was the number one. He had like 26 catches through six games or something like that. So he targeted him quite a bit, so. Yeah, he was uh, he was the favorite there for tight end one for a little bit early on in the year, and then obviously the injuries hindered him. Yep. Uh, but like I said, it's a pretty deep class where you're going to find a lot of talent in the meat of the draft, three, three four rounds where the Patriots have five picks, I believe, at least of right now. Uh, that's kind of where they find those type of guys. Um, at, at this point, man, like we can both agree anything they get is is yeah. just going to be upgrade. at least before the first, you know, within the first four rounds is, is an upgrade to what they had. Right. Sure. Um, another guy I want to talk to talk about my final guy here is Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue six, five, two fifty, Absolute beast. Uh, this guy's mm-hmm. a real deal. Um, to be honest, 
I think this guy fits the mold just, just so well. First team all Big Ten, tight end of the year. Uh, second team All-American, finishes college career with 130 catches, 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns. Uh, unbelievable seam runner with yak ability, uh, yards after the catch ability, contested catching, all, all that. I mean, he just screams it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you saw how dominant Gronk was through the seam and what this, um, you know, this offense can do off play action. I was a fifth year senior. So the age is, is a little bit of a question there, but flew up the draft boards after his junior year and then strong senior year, just consistent improvement each year. Uh, solid route runner. Like I said, with, with great rack ability can make plays over the middle of the field. Um, you know, gains natural separation. You know, he moves really well, Maybe. super athletic for his size. When you think of a guy that big, you don't think, you know, Oh, can he move great over the middle of the field? Like I said, um, this is a guy He's probably a day two guy that they'll have to get in the third round. Yeah. Like I said, not having that second round pick for a lot of these guys might be a little bit of a question, but with three third round picks, you know, I think it's 91, 97, 99, at like, you know, the projected ones with projected the story yeah. picks and all that. Uh, that's a guy that might fall there and, and a guy that would, you know, ultimately fit our system really well. Like I said, decent blocker uh, could definitely do a little bit better, especially for his size, but. Uh, if you're looking for someone that's a beast and a big target in the passing game, Bryson Hopkins is your guy. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I think that, you know, with Hopkins, he's an interesting guy because he is so athletic. And yes, his, you know, his blocking leaves something to be desired, leaves a lot to be desired, to be honest with you. But it almost doesn't matter because you're looking for more weapons that can expose defenses vertically. And especially in the seam, and you're right, man, his seam routes were legit. And so you yeah. throw a guy oh my like God. that in the team, and now all of a sudden, I mean, you saw even Matt Lacoste, you know, he had, he had that one seam catch, I think it was against Houston, where it was like, whoa, wait a second, that's the Gronk play, you know? But he can't do that consistently. So if you get a guy like Hopkins that can do that consistently, um, that would be uh, that would be nice. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, again, I mean, he's not going to fill every need they have, but in, in the passing game, he'd be he'd help a lot. I mean, that guy, that size, that's someone that, you know, you can work with. I mean, he was like, as an average blocker, obviously he didn't watch much of Purdue, but yeah. a guy with seam ability like that and someone that can go up and make a catch, natural separation, athletic, that's a guy you take a flyer on. He's the draft network and, and a lot of people on a lot of people's boards, the number one tight end, complete tight end. I think that's right. a guy that can come in and, and immediately make an impact, whether he's a tight end one, tight end two. Obviously, we'd like to address that situation, like we've said multiple times on the show, for sure. through free agency yeah. with a top guy. But if you're looking for a guy for the future, 23 years old, this guy's pretty right. pretty good if you can get him, especially late in the third. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So I think, I think uh, well, that's all we got. But I think for us, you know, and, and this is kind of something we're going to be doing. Uh, we didn't really do it last week, but I think the guys that we're looking at you know, my number one target, obviously, and we talked about this already, is Stad Moss. Moss is the guy. He's the full package. He's the blocker. He's the receiver. Yeah. I think and that's bias aside is, for both of us. Realistically, right. I mean, it's yep. Hopkins or no. Moss for me, 1A, 1B. And that's, that's the thing for me, too, is, is the other guy is Hopkins because I want that in the passing game. I need that in the passing game. And not only do I need it, Tom Brady needs it in the passing game. And I think that that's huge and showing that type of commitment, um, you know, really, I think we really pay, pay some dividends. So, Anyways, that's all we got. Listen, we will be back next week. Uh, I can't wait for one. next week. Talking some uh, some D-backs. Sorry I gave it away, there. but oh, no. there's some good ones, man. If yes, you didn't see my is. thread yesterday, today's Friday, tomorrow's, when you're listening to this Friday, yesterday, yeah. Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Oh, my God. Give me this oh, guy. Yeah. He is a more explosive yeah. 
uh faster pat chung this guy's unbelievable plays everywhere i can't wait yeah, to get so. into to, to some safeties that's that's a position that obviously we'll get into it next week but big they time. need they need yep. an incision of youth big they time sure they've had a lot of playmakers there and they know how to draft safety so i'm not worried about that if they take up safety in the first round agreed agreed so we'll see we got a heck of a we got a special guest on there for you uh for uh, for next yes week we do we'll, yes we do we'll talk about that we also want to uh also wanted to say uh uh the sco show that came out well i guess yesterday now uh, on Thursday was the 300th episode of the Pat's Pulpit Network, and uh, just you know, man, crazy. So I guess we're at we're 66 right? in. I think this is six sixty six of 60, us or something like that. Some, yeah, somewhere around there. We're, so hey, you know, we contributed to what? You're the math guy. You do yeah, that. I've, one fifth. Whatever. Yeah, a fifth of that. Whatever. <laughs> I can't think of. It's it's late. <laughs> so. But I just wanted to say thanks to everyone for listening and, uh, you know, for tuning in. And we're going to try to do some, uh, you know, maybe as we get a little bit closer to the season, we might try to do some more YouTube live stuff uh, as well. I know that Deep Down the Middle has been doing some YouTube live stuff, which has been cool. So, um, you know, so definitely check that out. And uh, and thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week again talking D-backs with uh, with honestly a heck of a guest. So you look forward to that. Absolutely. We uh, will talk to you guys next week and, uh, you know, Keep following along for for my draft coverage, Pat. I know you're you're dipping into it a little bit, um, a little bit diving yeah. into a, a lot of prospects. Obviously, on here we get to talk a little bit more, and we're not, um, you know, limited to a certain amount of characters. But uh, it's a great yeah. time of year, and and I, I really like it. I mean, it's my like I said a couple of times, my first time, first year really, really following this, and yeah. I've followed it all right, year, and it's, it's super interesting, man. It really is. Yeah, yeah, your threads are really good, and uh, you know, you. it's definitely another guy, another guy you get to throw on there. You know, it's like everyone's following Taylor and everyone's following, you know, Lazar and all that stuff. But it's like you know, you're throwing up these these threads that are pretty pretty detailed, pretty intricate with with some good, uh, you know, with some good uh, good game film attached to it. So it's good stuff. Absolutely, thank you. And I mean, it's just for it's mainly targets. Like I, I'll break down Jerry Judy, but like there's no chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's guys right. that would fit here and guys that they have a realistic chance at. So yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's a great time of year, and and I can't wait for the combine and all this. And obviously, talking draft here is is a blast, and we get some good guests yeah, lined done. up. So, yep. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week.